the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Open up your eyes and join me Cause I've been living in the sunshine Having such a nice time Sipping ice coffee as the world dressed by me Living in the sunshine Having such a nice time I won't let the stresses of the world define me No, oh, oh, You're listening to One One Hundred. I'm your host, Lorraine Carroll, here on K-Praise, 1210 AM. And today we are talking about restoration. Wait a minute, that's a really big word. So listen, most people don't even know how to spell it. Don't feel bad if you don't. I'm not making fun of you, but a lot of people say it, but they don't mean it. In regards to themselves, no, they, they talk about other things being restored, but yourself? You need to restore yourself? How do you do that? We're going to talk about it, especially for caregivers out there like me and others that are caregivers by title and then those that won't even acknowledge the title, that they're actually a caregiver. Yes, there are people out there that won't acknowledge that they're a caregiver. Why? I don't know why they won't acknowledge it. But one of the things they do is they have a tendency to just overlook themselves and say, no, 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 that's not me. I'm not a caregiver. Actually, just because you don't have the title doesn't mean you're not a caregiver. When you are actually exerting care of any sort, whether it's for your children, your spouse, even your coworkers, you're showing care. You don't have to care. Think about it. You could walk around apathetic and just say whatever. A lot of people do that these days. So what do we do? What do we do with those people? I don't know. I think what we're going to have to do is have some mercy and give them some grace and space. I call it grace and space. When people are annoying me, when they're bothering me, when I don't get them, I say, you know what? They need some grace and space. But guess what? I need it too. (laughs) So if you're going to share the care, one of the things you have to do is share it with some joy. Share it with some love. Love is kind, not grumpy. Uh, Yeah, what do you need? Can you imagine a caregiver talking to somebody like that? Um, Yes, I can because I've been that caregiver. (gasps) Oh! Scoff, what? You talk to your mom like that? Yes, I have actually, because I wasn't feeling well. (gasps) Caregivers don't feel well? Yeah, we have bad days too. Oh, you do? Yes, we're human. We're not robots. (laughs) We're not a machine. And I'm convinced robots are going to have feelings eventually. (laughs) Keep it up, Tex. Keep it up. In the meantime, though, I tell you what, caregivers, I'm here to help you learn a couple of things about power of restoration. The key word to restoration is the root word, restore. Well, let's take a look at that today. I think that most people don't even think about it. You know, I was that kid. I loved to spell growing up, and it was important to me for some reason to spell the word right. You know, some of us are more mathematically inclined, and we're about digits. I had somebody say, so one of 100, um, are you talking about the percentage? I said, you could look at it like that. Yeah, I like that. And actually, that was the idea. Because we do so much in a day, most of us don't realize how many things we do. 
I'm going to continue my challenge. And that is, have you counted at all how many things you actually do in the course of a day? We do it without thinking. I did it just for making coffee. So (laughs) my producer, Todd, he likes coffee. Now, I don't know if he buys it at the store or stops at a place locally before he comes in or just gets what's in the pot and pours it in a cup. But think about it. If you pour coffee into a cup, take your time. I know you might not think this is important, but watch where I'm going. You had to, well, think about it. You have to get a cup, right? Where are you going to pour the coffee? You need a cup. That requires a thought. Where are the cups? Get a cup. Then you have to grab the handle and then pour the coffee. Now, believe it or not, that took five steps. I think you heard three. How'd you get five, Lorraine? Okay, remember, mathematically inclined people. You ready? You had to think first. And then secondly, you had to fulfill a desire. I want coffee. Oh, you forgot about those. Yes, your body had a desire for coffee. And you had to think, how am I going to execute and fulfill the want for some coffee? Not only did you want some coffee, but you had to get to it some kind of way, whether it's walk to the kitchen, get in your car and drive, but you had to figure it out. Are you seeing where I'm going? That right there, we're almost at 10 steps just to get the coffee. Now, for the creamer people like me, the sugar people like my mom, the people that like both, hey, that's more work. Think about it. Then you have to stir. Where are you going with this, Lorraine? I hope you're listening because most people don't care until it affects them. You don't have any creamer. What? Oh, okay. I don't, I don't drink coffee without creamer. Oh, oh, are you pouting about it or are you going to be okay? Or are you just going to move on and not have coffee that day? Well, I, I guess I can have it without the creamer. Well, are you still pouting? What, what's going on here? A lot of people don't realize that's how we treat life every day (laughs) with the things that we have to do. It's subconscious. We don't say it out loud. But, yes, we complain, we mumble, we grumble, and those things drain you. Yes, (laughs) just like the sewage drainage. I thought about that one day when I saw all of the sewage actually back up out of the sewer. I was so grossed out as a kid. I was like, eh. You know how we do as kids. Gross. And then it had an odor. You know what we do. But we do it as adults, too. The difference is we just don't express it like the kids do. Yuck. What's that smell? I can't breathe. Kids will just say it like it is. Why? Because they don't really care about you judging them. (laughs) They lack inhibition most times. And they feel more free. Have you noticed as an adult, we become so much more reserved, so much more conservative, and we don't say what we actually think. Once all of those feelings start to compile, all because there was no creamer? Yes. (laughs) So put it all together. I actually went to make a cup of coffee, no creamer, and now I have a subtle attitude. Why? Because I chose not to drink the coffee because there was no creamer. And so the person that I'm working with or the person that I'm caring for, they don't know. Now, I have a subtle attitude. That attitude is draining me. Mm, And guess what? Eventually, it's going to pour out somewhere. That attitude, yes, it's going to pour out on somebody. So caregivers, what do you do when you have an attitude? 
Well, the first thing you do is admit it. <laughs> the first thing you say is, you know what? I have a bad attitude. This is not right. Let me let me fix this. Well, you might not be able to fix it. Have you ever been in that predicament where you had a bad attitude and actually you wanted to have your bad attitude? Yes, it's called selfishness. Identifier, <laughs> selfish. I want to keep my bad attitude. I'm a Christian, though. Am I supposed to? No, you're not. You're not supposed to do that. So what do you do? Well, you admit it, and then you confess it. Well, what's the difference? Well, think about it. I can admit it to me, but I need to confess. I need to tell. Fessere in the Latin. I should tell somebody. And sometimes you have to tell the person that you're providing the care for. Hey, I'm sorry. I had a bad attitude this morning. I didn't have creamer in my coffee. They might laugh at you, but at least you told on yourself. You confessed it. You might need to text a friend and say, can you believe I actually had an attitude because there's no creamer? Yes. Little things. It's the little things that make you rotten. And when you're rotten, who wants a rotten caregiver? Who wants to receive care from the person with the rotten attitude? So what do you do, caregivers, when your attitude is rotten? Well, you go in and you clean out. That's what I do. Refreshment usually starts with water. That's one of the best cleaning products ever. I don't care what anybody says. Chemicals are amazing, but have you ever noticed that most of your cleaning products actually begin with water? Check it out. You don't believe me? Ask a chemist. Why? Because water is the agent that usually provides the fluidity to move those chemicals where they need. Think about it. Our blood even has water, doesn't it? Mm, You can correct me if I'm wrong. I could be. I'm not a doctor. But how does it move? Water is a natural cleansing agent. And I found that Jesus is the same way. He actually is water based on what he said. And I found it to be true. So I let him cleanse me. I let him clean my soul. I let him clean my mind. How do I let him do that? I ask him to refresh me, to restore me. Usually caregivers are running on empty because we don't actually acknowledge that we need care. Caregivers are people that care, right? Right. So the expectation is you're supposed to just pour out. Uh, You're going to run out of care, caregivers, if you don't get some care. Well, how do you get care? First of all, you rest. Rest? What's that? (laughs) Caregivers, I know you know what I mean. But I looked at the word restore. I told you I like words. And as much as I understand, there's a prefix there. Yeah, okay, I see it. Re. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then store, mm-hmm. root word, store, I get it. But for some reason, when I wrote the word restore out on paper, all I could see is rest. And I realized after about 16 years of caregiving, if I don't get any rest, I'm going to be short-tempered, a little grumpy, a little edgy, yeah, maybe even hot-tempered. What? Christian? you Hot-tempered? What? Yes, I'm human. I'm human, born in sin. Sin is wrong. It's disobedience to God. Why is that wrong? 
Well, because I'm a Christian, for starters. If you need more information, go to the website. Get in touch with us, K-Praise, 12, 10 a.m., and listen live every Sunday, 5.30 a.m. But if you miss it, you can always go and listen live on the website. So listen to the website, but listen to me at this moment tell you how to get the restoration. First thing you need to do is acknowledge you need some help. So what kind of help do you need, caregiver? Make a list. First thing you need to do is make the list. Write it down. Admit it. I need some help. Now, if you're not the one that wants to write it down, fine. If you can remember all of that, good for you. I can't. I need to see it. I've got to put it somewhere. I need to store it. Aha. Restore, remember? Yeah, yeah, that word is over there too. But right now I'm talking about rest. When you write it out, When you admit it, when you confess it, tell a friend, you can say, hey, here's some things I need, and I'm a little short. I'm in a deficit. What do I do? Well, I get some help. Request the help. Say, hey, I need a little help over here. Do you think you could help me? If they can't, fine. Then you go to Jesus, sure. But what about going to Jesus first? I found that that works out a little better for me. (laughs) Tell Jesus first. Because he wants you to put him first. When I came up with this concept of one of 100 of the many things that I end up doing for the course of the day as a caregiver, like making coffee, and there's 10 steps. Actually, there's 17, but that's another story. (laughs) So I've realized that I have so much to do as a caregiver. But what about me, Lorraine, the person? I have things to do that don't have anything to do with caring for my mother. Now what? Well, in order for me to take care of me, I've got to get some rest. There's no way that I can get restored without rest. They go hand in hand. I've got to make room. I've got to give myself some time to recover from all of the care that I give. So how do you do that? The first thing you do is say, hey, chill out. You need to rest. Sit down. Have a seat. It's going to be okay. You encourage yourself. I told you that. You endorse yourself. But moreover, what you do is acknowledge that you need to be restored. So one of the ways I found to be restored is not only to acknowledge it, not only to write down how and where, but remind yourself, I need support. And people that are not caregivers and you think this is just for caregivers, uh, you can support the caregiver. How? Some time, some money. (laughs) Yeah, money helps. The Bible says it answers all things. (laughs) Cleaning, caregivers need a lot of support when it comes to cleaning. If you're like me, not only do you have to clean up after the person that needs the care, but then what about the place where you're doing the care? Yeah, what about my car? My car needs to be cleaned out. Yeah, a lot of cleaning involved. Errands, other duties, you can find something to do to help that caregiver be restored. Now, caregivers, you've got to admit these things, though. You've got to examine yourself. I'm on my way to an acronym. Are you following me? We did the R. Now we're on the E. Examine yourself and the level of care that you're exerting. Are you over-caring? Is that a word? Can you do that? Uh, Actually, you can. Wait, how? What do you mean? Because what happens is you don't accept help. Caregivers express that you need 
help. Tell yourself first, then you can tell someone else. Then they can offer you help. They can say, oh, I can help you with that. Examine where you're not willing to accept help. Then move on and give yourself some inspirational scriptures. Yes, that's the S. Scriptures. They provide life, support, and then they also give you knowledge, wisdom, and they give you the fulfillment in those areas where you're empty. Now, we're going on the T, and this one is awkward for the other people that are not caregivers, but caregivers, this can be awkward for you too. I found that you have to teach people about what you do. A lot of people don't know. Don't assume they know. And don't be angry that they don't know. Just teach them in a gentle, sweet, nice, kind way and say, yeah, did you know that actually what I have to do is, and they go, you really, you have to do all of that? Just for that? Yes. Wow. And begin a conversation. Now, when you get to the O in restore, offer what you have and what you don't have. What does that mean, what I don't have? I told you, most caregivers are in a deficit. So you can't offer what you don't have. So make sure you go back to what I said, tell people what you need, and then once you receive it, Then offer what you have and do it in a genuine way, not only just to the person that needs care, but to yourself. You need care, too. So offer yourself some love today. How do you do that? I don't know how to love on myself. I don't know what you mean. That sounds stupid. Uh, Yeah, love is patient. Love is kind. It's not envious. It's not easily provoked. Uh Uh-oh, wait a minute. Remember I told you, caregivers get grumpy. They get annoyed, frustrated. Hey, hey, give yourself some love so that you're not provoked so easily. Think through your own life, your own day. That's what we do every day, caregivers. We have to think, think, think. So step back, take a moment away from those 100 things and more that you might have to do. And focus on the one thing, you, you caregiver, you matter most. Because if there is no care for you, uh, how are you going to care for somebody else? That applies to everybody, not just caregivers. So when we get to the R and restore, render some compassion and mercy, not only to yourself, but to the person that you care for. Now, people out there listening, you're like, I'm not a caregiver, but you can render some mercy too instead of judgment. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we get judged all the time. Caregivers are some of the most judged professionals out there. Remember, a professional is just someone that's telling you what they do and showing you too. So one of the things you can do is render some compassion to yourself, to the person you care for, and then also render some gratitude. Let them know how much you appreciate them. I do that with my mom often. I tell her how much I appreciate how well she raised me, but I also tell her how much I appreciate tolerating me. My mother has to take care of me too, the best she can, by being what? Grateful? No, she can't express that. My mom has right brain damage. So what do you do when they don't give you what you need? You give it to yourself. I told you this is about restoration. Most of all, you exhibit E your own thoughts and actions 
and intentions by doing what you say you're going to do. Make good on what you say you'll do, caregivers. Do it. And if you don't have the strength, the energy, the courage, the know-how, tell the Lord. And then give him a chance to restore you. Once you admit all these things, then you can be emptied out so that he can fill you back up. He can pour into you. And then you don't have to worry about how much care you're giving, how much care you're not giving. Am I doing it right? Is this the right way? Sit down. Have some mercy on yourself and let the Lord lead you. That's what his word does. It guides you into life, truth, and it will give you what you need to continue to care. Now, if you don't believe me, talk to me about it. If you're finding that that's not your case, fine. Let me know. Go online. Check us out. Send me an email. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Tell me your story. Tell me what you're doing right, and then maybe what you feel you're doing wrong. Anytime you want to connect with me, you can always go to the K-Praise website. Always listen here every Sunday, 1210 a.m., K-Praise, where we're going to talk about those other things nobody wants to talk about, not just the duties, not just the 100 things, but the main thing, that caregivers are neglected, caregivers are overlooked, And caregivers are not cared for. So who's going to care for the caregiver? I already told you, Jesus, if you let him. But this is my favorite part. Even when you don't let him, he still will care. That's the beauty of the Lord. When you belong to him as a child of God, he takes care of you regardless of what you think. For the fathers out there that are taking care of their children, you don't care what they think. You're still going to take care of them. That's what a good father does. That's what the Abba The Lord God does for his children. Well, what if you're not a child? Well, you can become a child. How how do you do that? Uh, We can talk about that another day, but for now I'm going to refer you over to the book of Romans. You can read it, chapter 10, real easy. You'll figure it out. Wait, wait, did she just tell me to figure it out? Uh, Yes, because he doesn't make you do anything. Who's he, the Lord? He doesn't make you come to him. He doesn't make you confess that you need him, and he doesn't make you be a Christian. Uh-oh. Well, let's turn the page. So, back to caregivers. If you're not a caregiver, then don't judge us. Have mercy on us. Look at us from a new perspective and say, hey, you know what? I could do better with the person that I know that needs care, like the caregiver that's giving the care to my sister, my cousin, my friend, my neighbor. Yeah, I could do better. I know I could. Forgive me, Lord. Okay, now, Lord, you show me what I can do to show some care. I just gave you an entire analogy, a plethora of things, and most of all, an acronym on how you can restore yourself as a caregiver, and then others, you can restore the caregiver. Most of all, you've got a big Bible, 66 books that'll teach you how to care if you read it. But in the meantime, until then, Know this, I'm here for you. I'm here to help you learn how to care for yourself. I'm here to help the others that don't care learn how to care for the caregiver. The caregiver needs your help today. Have you helped a caregiver? Did you call that sister of yours? Did you call that cousin and say, what can I do for you today, cousin? Sometimes you don't want to hear it. So don't ask if you don't want to hear the answer. I might need you to run to the drugstore for me. 
are you ready to pay $6 for that gas? (laughs) Because I'm not going to give you the gas money. Oh, wait a minute. You're not going to give me gas money? Well, why did you ask? If you want to help, help from a genuine place. If you don't mean it, don't ask. Friends, family, call, ask, and mean it. Be sincere, be clear, and say, hey, I'm here to help you. Now, caregivers, I know it takes some humility to ask for help, but you can do it. You might have to practice. You might have to write it down. You might have to chant it because we're so proud. We're so arrogant. We don't need help. We don't need anybody. But guess what? We do. The first thing you need is the Lord. So if you can't ask for help of the people, ask the Lord for help. And then when he sends the help, have something to do with it. Come up with a plan. How can I exhibit my care? Okay, so here's the plan. The first thing you do for the people on the outside, you're not a caregiver, so you think. Actually, you are if you're going to care for the caregiver. You're still caring, and you're a caregiver. What can you do? The first thing you can do is say, hey, what can I do? Ask the caregiver. They know what they need. Don't judge them. Have mercy on them. Look at them and say, wow, she's doing a lot. So, yeah, I'm doing a lot. I know that. But why don't you encourage me in the meantime and say, you're doing a lot, but you're doing great. I don't know if I could do it. And I'll look at you and say, thank you. But on the inside, I go, oh, no, I know you couldn't do it. Oh, no, yeah, that's a little judgment, too. Yeah, caregivers can be judgy, too. Pull back caregivers and have some mercy on the people offering you the care. In the meantime, until we get together again, know this. I'm here for you. I'm here for it. One of 100. What's the one thing? The one thing is you need to take care of you today. Start today, caregiver. Take care of yourself, and then the Lord will do the rest. How do you do that? By taking time to tell the Lord, I need you. Jesus, come see about me. Hey, help, Lord. Because if the caregiver gets no care, there's no care for anybody else. Join us every Sunday right here on K-Praise, 1210 a.m. One of 100 with me, Lorraine Carroll, where we're going to help the caregivers get the care they need. We'll see you next Sunday right here on One of 100, 1210 a.m. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.